Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E.com. I stopped breastfeeding about a year ago now, but um, back when I was doing it, I pumped just about every day. And um, that all started because um, I've talked about this on the podcast before. My daughter um, had to go to the NICU when she was first born. She was there for the first three days of her life. So I would have to go and try to breastfeed her there in the NICU. And there was no like um, dedicated lactation consultant there. And, and it, you know, it just things weren't set up right for breastfeeding. Um, there were these weird chairs with arms, so we couldn't really get a good angle. And, and of course, I, I didn't know that yet. And so every time we tried breastfeeding, um, I would just kind of like, not to get too graphic, I, I would just get like more and more scabby. And finally, this lactation consultant came and saw me at, at my hospital bed and she said, okay, I'm going to tell you something that I rarely tell anybody. You need to stop trying to breastfeed right now and pump exclusively until your scabs go away. Um, you need to be pumping every two hours on the dot and, and you know, lay off the breastfeeding, which I did. And, and when we finally got home, I got myself set up to pump with my, my hospital grade rental pump. And I was all set to go. And um, we discovered that there was a pump part missing. There was something we left at the hospital. And so I couldn't pump. And at this point, um, for the first time, my milk has come in. And um, I am just absolutely engorged. I mean, like, you know, like my, my boobs are like rocks. And, and it is like one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. And, um, you know, my baby is lying next to me screaming with hunger and I am about to explode. But the crazy thing is I can't feed her because, um, you know, of the scabbing situation. So like she's screaming while somebody prepares her a bottle and I'm sitting here waiting while um, my dad drives back to the hospital to get this pump part so that I can just, you know, pump this milk off. So, you know, things resolve themselves eventually. And um, I did. I, I, I kept pumping pretty much every day of the 14 months that I breastfed. In the beginning, because I had the low supply and I needed to um, supplement with pumped milk, um, and then later on, just because I always just wanted to have like a bottle around in case um, I needed someone else to feed my daughter. But um, with all of the pumping that I did, I never, ever had to pump in any situation that you would consider public. You know, it was always at home or it was at somebody else's house in a private room um, or in a hotel room. But I know that, that lots of you out there do have to pump in situations that we would consider public. Um, you have to pump at work. And um, I know it's not comfortable. Lots of you write to me about this, about, about kind of what an ordeal it is. 
So today I thought that I would give you um, a special kind of mini episode. You know, if you've been reading my blog, you know that um, the podcast episodes are getting a little less frequent now because I have gone back to work. But I wanted to uh, tide you over right now with like a a little mini episode um, about pumping at work. This is the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank. My friend Nat is a fashion photographer. She takes pictures at studios in New York City. And um, her son, Freddie, is now two and a half years old. Uh, He's not breastfeeding anymore. But um, back when he was, Nat used to have to pump on the job at these studios in the city. And um, sometimes she'd set up these like foam core walls, kind of make a little room for herself and, and pump back there. But um, often those those phone core walls weren't an option, and so uh, she'd find herself pumping in the bathroom. Um, so this one time, she, she's in kind of a corporate studio environment, and she goes into the bathroom, and, you know, it's like those those bathrooms that you see in office buildings where, you know, there's, there's no seat lids on the toilets, and um, the toilets have automatic flushers. My first thought was, oh my gosh, what if the toilet flushes and gets my pants wet? And I thought, well, okay, I'll just have to take my pants down <laughs> so that I'll be able to actually, you know, not have the toilet flush and get my pants wet. And I was proud. I was like, yes, solved. Here we go. Of course, um, Nat's in a bathroom stall, so there's no outlets. So she has to use a hand pump, which, as we all know, takes some serious muscle. So with the hand pump, I'm just trying to get the milk and stay in the zone and not hear all the people coming and going and toilets flushing. And of course, every now and then my toilet would randomly flush because it's got a stupid automatic sensor on it. It is not easy to relax under these circumstances. And, um, you know, you need to relax to be able to get milk flowing. But Nat had a trick for this. She would pull out her phone um, to look at videos and pictures of her son, Freddie, um, with her free hand, the one, the one that wasn't pumping. Yes, which was a balancing act. So while I'm sitting there, all of a sudden the door swung open. That's right, the door to Nat's stall swung open. She gets walked in on. And a young, probably 20-something-year-old girl with a total mortified look, who knows what she thought she was looking at. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it might have even looked pornographic because I have a camera with, you know, photos and I have a hand pump, which who knows if she knew what that was and my pants are down and I'm just, I couldn't even explain it because she just, you know, sh- shoved the door shut and apologized and probably ran out of the whole bathroom. <laughs> Nat um, really wanted to run after the girl and tell her what was going on, but um, she realized she actually still had one more boob to go. So... She did what she had to. She sat back down and switched sides and started the process all over again. Uh, pants down, shirt lifted, looking at photos of Freddie, but this time with her foot pressed firmly against the door. Thanks for listening to the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank. And I have a little announcement to make about the show. Uh, The Longest Shortest Time is now available on Stitcher. Stitcher is a cool little app you can use to listen to your favorite radio shows and podcasts on your phone. It takes up no storage on your phone and it's free to download. 
And if you're new to Stitcher, you have the opportunity to win $100. All you need to do is go to the registration page, and when you register, don't forget to enter the code LONGESTSHORTEST in the promo code box. That's LONGESTSHORTEST, all caps, no spaces. You can find a link to that registration page on the upper right-hand corner of our blog, LongestShortestTime.com, where you can also see some of the pictures that Nat used to look at when she was pumping at work. And as always, if you have a story about a struggle in early parenthood that you'd like me to consider for this podcast, go to LongestShortestTime.com and click Contact. I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find 10. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Now Prince donated it, this guitar. <gasps> I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff. Fonzie's jacket, worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days. There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.